Hello and welcome to the Ditch a Diet podcast. My name is Kerry and this week we're talking about when you just really want to eat chocolate and Easter's coming up and what to do about that. So just before we get into the topic, I just wanted to share that we've had a great week um, on our coaching program that started up. So it's we're about a week and a half in and we've just been speaking about how to create your own food protocol. So this is where I'm I'm guiding people through how to choose foods that they really want to eat that are in alignment with their values and will support them to lose weight. So we have been talking quite a lot about Easter coming up and chocolate and how we can still include those foods that, let's face it, we don't want to give them up forever. And so with Easter coming up, it's a really interesting time to be looking at all of that. So I think you're possibly listening to this episode on Good Friday. So happy Easter to you. And I hope you're having a lovely weekend so far. And this is a really interesting time, isn't it? Because uh, this is usually the time that many of us binge on chocolate. So we're going to be faced with some really interesting thoughts and beliefs that will be coming up this weekend, potentially, around our eating. So I don't know about you, but um, this is a time definitely where I would usually either binge on chocolate or if I was dieting, I'd be telling everyone around me, just don't buy me chocolate. I don't want any in the house. I can't control myself. Just don't even buy it for me, okay? And I don't know if you can relate to that, but it definitely was me, um, you know, for the past, um, gosh, 20 odd years. So I was coaching one of my clients this week about starting up on her weight loss program and some of the beliefs and thoughts that were coming up for her was that, well, it's Easter this weekend, so I just want to eat chocolate and maybe I should just start next week. You know, so she was saying, oh, my husband, he's going to buy me a really nice Easter egg and, you know, fuck it, I don't want to not eat chocolate, (laughs) which is fair enough. And my response was, well, why can't you and start your losing weight? Why can't you start your weight loss program and choose to eat chocolate this weekend? So then we started talking through some thoughts around that and how she might be able to actually adapt the program and choose to eat some chocolate this weekend. Um, so when so before I get on to sharing how I usually do that with my clients, Um, I just thought I'd share with you a little bit about what usually happens over Easter because, as I mentioned, we're often binging and Easter is a time when we might be doing uh, three of four ways of eating. Now, there's a really helpful framework in in terms of the types of um, eating that we can do at any one point in time. And if you know the four types of eating, it can be a really interesting way to just reflect on what you've been doing recently and whether or not you're eating to fuel your body and actually build physical strength or whether there might be something emotional going on and you're eating in a different kind of way. So I'm just going to cover some of those uh, types of eating first before we get into how to actually plan to eat chocolate in a way that will actually support your weight loss journey as well. So um, this framework talks about four ways of eating, and those four ways are fuel eating, joy eating, storm eating, and fog eating. So when it comes to fuel eating, which is what we don't usually do over Easter, <laughs> maybe a little bit, but um, it's not normally this one that we're doing. So fuel eating, uh, we call the type of eating where you're literally eating food 
that really nourishes your body. It fuels your body. So it's going to give you energy. It's going to give you sustained energy. It's not short-term energy that burns out really quickly. It's going to be making your bones healthy and strong. It's going to be helping your muscles recover from any exercise you're doing. It's going to keep your muscles and your joints nice and fluid and flexible. It's going to be giving you nice, um, healthy skin, you know, strong nails, a healthy hair, all of those lovely types of things that we know that we need really good nutrition for in terms of our body. So when it comes to creating a new food protocol, what I'm usually saying to people is let's find foods that are going to fuel your body and let's eat that most of the time. And then we can plan the other things in, in another type of eating, which is a joy eat. So generally speaking, those types of foods are going to be nice, healthy proteins, uh, lots of lovely vegetables for all your kind of micronutrients, um, like your minerals and vitamins, and lots of healthy fiber as well. And then nice, healthy fats that are going to fuel your brain and also um, support your joints and your muscles and all your kind of musculoskeletal system as well. So um, that's a really lovely way to fuel your body. Now, the next type of overeating is the joy eating. And this is literally when we're eating purely for the joy of it. It's for pleasure. It's for fun. There's nothing required nutritionally when you're eating in this way, although sometimes we might be joy eating foods that do have good nutrition, but these are the kinds of things that we know don't support our weight loss. We're not saying they're bad foods. Um, we're not saying they're wrong foods, but they just don't support us in our goals right now. So this might be things like pizza. If you love to eat pizza, then you might save that for a joy eat. Um, it's food like chocolate, it's food like fish and chips or burgers, any of those types of like the kind of classic um, foods that we've defined before as fattening. What we're kind of reframing it to be in this particular way of thinking is that this is food that we eat purely for joy. We're not doing it to support our weight loss, but so therefore we want to, to have it. We don't want a life where we don't have these foods. Um, but we're going to plan it and we're going to not overeat and we're going to do it in a much more measured way. So that is the joy eat, which I'm going to talk to you in detail about because we can leverage a little bit of framework around how to plan a joy eat, how to execute a joy eat so that we can really enjoy chocolate over Easter um, and enjoy the pleasure and the, the fun of it and then not have to cut it out, not put ourselves back on a diet, not restrict ourselves in any way. Now, the next type of overeating is probably something that you might be familiar with in other, uh, other years when you've had chocolate at Easter and it's storm eating. So this is the kind of eating where you're aware of what you're doing and, you know, it kind of, it speaks for itself in a way. You kind of go into the storm mentality. You might be raiding the fridge, you know. So if we're using the example of eating uh, chocolate at Easter, so it might be that you eat one Easter egg and then you've got another one or two that you were given in the cupboard and you had planned to uh, save those and yet you go to the cupboard and then you start eating Easter egg number two and then you eat Easter egg number three and then you're still hungry and you might even go to the packet of biscuits and then you decide, oh, too much sweet stuff I need to counteract that with something savory so then maybe you go and get the cheese and the crackers and you just keep on eating so this is sometimes termed as a binge eat um, 
And it's really where you know full well, you're very conscious of what you're doing, and yet you feel like you don't have the control to stop it. So that's that's really storm eating. It's, it comes in, it happens, you know, relatively quickly, and we know that it's going to pass. We know that we're overeating, we're very, very conscious of it, and yet we don't have any control to stop it. So I've definitely done that over Easter. I don't know about you, but that's just uh, something that I can really relate to. And this type of eating definitely does not support weight loss. And usually that happens when there's something going on in our life and we might be trying to avoid it. So it might be that there's a very strong emotion that we don't want to feel. It might be that we're just really, really tired and we can't think what to to cook for dinner or something like that. So it's quite often in response to something else that's going on in our life and we're trying to avoid it. Um, So storm eating is one to keep an eye out for over Easter and also just any time really. Um, If you know that you're storm eating, then it's usually a sign that there's something else going on and then we can get to the root cause of that by actually examining what's going on so you don't need to storm eat again in the future. Okay, and then we also have fog eating. So fog eating again, it kind of speaks for itself. It's really where you are eating in a very unconscious way. So if you've ever sat in front of the TV at night and you've maybe got a packet of something that you really enjoy, for me, it was chocolate almonds. I've got this real thing about chocolate and almonds. (laughs) If I sat down with a packet of chocolate almonds and I might say to myself, yeah, I'll have three or four or five, max five, that's what I'll do. Before I know it, I could eat the whole packet and I'll look down and realize, oh, they're all gone. What what the hell happened just then? They are all gone. So fog eating is that really unconscious eating where we just slip into it. We don't know what's happening until afterwards. And then we think, where did that whole packet go? Or where did that half packet go? How did I just eat all of those biscuits? And so again, like storm eating, it is suggesting that there's something else going on. And so by breaking down what actually happened and bringing some consciousness to that fog eat, we can really get to grips with where we're using eating to potentially avoid something else or to make ourselves feel better. We can choose other options to make ourselves feel better and that will support our weight loss instead of um, making us plateau or making us gain weight again. So um, when I'm working with clients, I usually recommend uh, doing the joy eat. And this really gets us out of diet mentality. So no food is bad. No food is good. It is what it is. It's just that some of the foods will support us on our goal and some won't. So we decide in advance what we're going to eat. We eat lots and lots of things that are going to support us in terms of our goal, which was to lose weight. And then we have uh, we plan the joy eats of the things that we want to to have and they're purely for joy. So how to plan a joy eat? If this sounds like something that speaks to you, then I'll just talk you through the process. So we want to have a think at least 24 hours in advance. What is it that you want to eat? What do you quite fancy? So this might be a good time for you. If you know that you'd like to eat chocolate this weekend, this might be a good opportunity for you to practice this joy eat. So plan what day are you going to eat it? And how much are you going to eat? So it can be really powerful with a joy eat as well. If you have, say, a whole Easter egg and you decide to yourself, I'm just going to eat half. So you're kind of challenging yourself not to overeat, to not go beyond 
what you know um, might um, kind of make you plateau. Um, so you don't want to go, you might not want to go uh, above something that's not going to support your weight loss, basically. Um, so that can be really powerful, but it's totally up to you. You get to choose. So how much are you going to eat? And write it down. Have it in writing that you're going to do that on that day. So then when the day comes around, and maybe it's even a time of day because you might actually add it onto a meal or something like that, then do the joy eat. So eat the joy eat. And if you can, really be conscious of that that as well. So as you're taking each bite, um, really, really focus in on how does it feel in your mouth? How does it taste? What is it feeling like in your body? Because the thing is with these foods, especially with chocolate, um, I find with quite a lot of women, we do tend to fog eat with that. And that means it just, it goes straight in and we're not even tasting it. We just inhale the food sometimes. So by having a joy eat where we're bringing much more consciousness to it, we get the opportunity to really thoroughly chew it and to really sense what it's doing to our body at the time. Um, before you start the joy eat, I should say as well, you might just want to take stock. So how hungry are you? Whereabouts are you on the hunger scale? I've spoken about the hunger scale on a previous podcast. So you may want to go back to one of those episodes if you're not quite sure um, what the hunger scale is. I think it was number four, hunger and how to stop overeating. So yeah, the hunger scale can be really helpful. So if you know how hungry you are beforehand, and then you start your joy eat, and you're chewing through every bite, and you're really being conscious about the emotions, you're being conscious about the sensations in your mouth, you're being conscious about how it lands in your body and how it's feeling in your body with each and every bite, then it just, it shines a light on everything in such a, a kind of interesting way, so much more than a fog eat. Um, so with each bite, keep going, keep being conscious, keep just checking in, how am I feeling? you know, are there any feelings of guilt or shame coming up as you're eating? Or is it just purely desire or over desire? Um, you know, is it that you're feeling glad or maybe sad that you might be eating something that you shouldn't be eating? I mean, all sorts of interesting emotions can come up as we eat these things. So bringing that awareness in could be really, really powerful. Um, so eat to the point where you decided to stop eating. So you've got your plan in advance and you know how much you want to eat. So when you get to that point, then you stop. And as I said before, it can be really powerful if you decide to stop before you get to the end of it, because then all of the emotions come up. You might have decided in advance, let's just say, for example, I want to eat half an Easter egg. So you decide to eat half an Easter egg. You get to the halfway mark, you've eaten half an Easter egg, and then you know that half an Easter egg might be the joy that you're having this week that's going to continue to support you on your weight loss journey because everything else is going to be fuel eating. And then all these emotions might come up. You've eaten half of your Easter egg and then suddenly your body goes into, I want more. I deserve it. You might have thoughts like that coming up. Oh, just this once, it doesn't matter. I'll, I'll get back on track tomorrow. You know, just one more, just one more. Things like that will come up in your mind. And you can really bring consciousness to those thoughts and, and really inquire around them because things like, oh, just, just today, I'll get back on it tomorrow, just this last time. How true is that really if you're honest with yourself? How many times have you said that to yourself? How many times has your brain said that to you? So you can really kind of 
shine a light on where your brain might be trying to lead you and trick you into believing things at that point in time that actually, you know, deep down, you um, that's not true. You've done that potentially many, many times before. Um, it might be that you overeat. It might be that at that point you don't have... Um, you know, you don't have uh, the motivation or whatever it is at that point, and you may overeat. And that's okay. Because the thing is, if you do overeat, I really encourage you then to just review it and, and be curious and think, well, what happened there? This isn't a time to beat ourselves up, because we're learning, we're learning how to be different around these foods. We're learning how to decondition our over-desire for these foods. And so we can get curious and we can become a student and uh, actually be a student of our mind and, and a student of our inner mind's workings and see what is actually coming up when you do overeat. So it's not the time to beat yourself up. It's literally just a time to review it. And if you do overeat, what you can do is sit down afterwards and just maybe do a journaling session or at least think it through mentally and answer a few questions. So you want to know what it was that you ate and also how much you ate. So what was the plan and how much did you end up eating in comparison to what your plan was? And what was the circumstance that triggered that overeating what were the thoughts that were going on in your mind at that time before you overate? What were the thoughts that occurred before you decided to overeat? And did you try to resist it? Did you try to resist the urge? Did you try to resist that desire? Did you react to something? Did you react to an emotion? Did you react to that desire? Or did you try and allow that urge without actually meeting it, without actually eating chocolate? Did you try for a time to ride it out? And then maybe after that you gave in and you ate more. So really get curious about what happened with your mind. And if you can answer some of those questions, that's just going to shine such a massive light on what's actually going on in your mind. And it really gives you the opportunity then to uh, think and act in a different way in the future so that you can take a step towards finding balance around these foods that we do storm eat sometimes and we do fog eat sometimes. So that's the approach I recommend in terms of how to do a joy eat and that uh, will really help to bring balance to your eating so that you can enjoy those foods that bring you joy and yet you know do not support your weight loss goals. Okay, so... Just wanting to recap then. So we've spoken about today the types of overeating that we have, the fuel eat, the joy eat, the storm eating, and the fog eating. So we often do the storm eating and the fog eating at Easter, and I'm suggesting to try a different way this Easter. I'm suggesting to try something a little bit different, and it's a planned joy eat that we recommend on the program that I use with my clients. Um, I've spoken about how to plan in advance, so you're taking 24 hours in advance. You're going to choose what you're going to eat. You're going to decide in advance how much you're going to eat, and then when you actually go to execute your joy eat, you're checking in with yourself. How are you feeling? And with each and every bite, you're really feeling the sensations in your mouth. You're checking in with your emotion. You're seeing what's coming up for you in your mind. You're eating slowly and really enjoying that food. You're attempting to stop when you decided to stop. 
And then you're seeing where you're at when you're stopping. If you overeat, then we're checking in afterwards. Why did we do that? What was going on in our brain at that time? What thoughts came up that led me to overeat? So you're getting curious and learning what's going on in your brain. So that's how you counteract the storm eating and the fog eating when it comes to to the types of foods that you want to joy eat and you don't want to cut out forever. So I hope that's really helpful for you and I'd love to hear your thoughts. So if you want to comment on this podcast at all, you can come over to my website. It's kerrydwilliams.com and that's spelled K-E-R-I-D-Williams.com forward slash number nine and that will take you to this podcast episode so you can comment below and I'd love to hear your thoughts I'd love to hear if you're planning a joy eat this weekend I'd love to hear if you're planning anything else around Easter in terms of how you're going to eat and eating chocolate and also have you ever found any other ways that have helped you to you know regulate and and actually deconditioned your desire around chocolate so joy eating is one of my strategies that I I uh, use for myself and help my clients to use but I'd love to hear if you have any other strategies that you've used as well. So come on over to the website and leave a comment and I will see you next week. Have a lovely Easter. Bye for now.